This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every single morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Good morning, guys. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well and enjoying your Friday. We've reached the end of the week. Thank goodness. I've got a whole weekend off. That's a rare occasion for myself. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to enjoying it. And uh, I hope you are too. Let's jump into the chat box and say good morning to everybody. If you haven't done so already, do drop a like whilst you're here and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Uh, good morning to Penny Ween in the chat box. Good morning to Sartvik, Daniel, uh, to Paul, Harvey, Olu. Good morning to you guys, Brad Lynch, Stevie, Canoe. We've got Harvey, we've got Norbert, we've got Matt G, Jean. Uh, Nicola, uh, Nikolai as well, Trevor, oh, we've got morning to Ray, good morning to Walter, uh, good morning to Justin, to Wilson, to Jose, to Manu, to Scotty, Julian, MFB, let's scroll down a bit more, Anthony, we've got Steve, we've got Jamal, uh, we've got Jamal, uh, Faris, scroll down a bit more, number 17, good morning to you, good morning to Karen, good morning, or Corin, sorry, <laughs> good morning to Bo, good morning to Axel, and more as well, and Keith joining us from Singapore, amazing stuff as well, and Lanra from, uh, or Lanra from San Francisco, good morning to everybody who's made it to a morning show, uh, and so thank you so much for all the nice comments yesterday, and a couple of really nice private messages, people saying that they, you know, this show had become part of their morning routine, it means a lot, so thank you so much guys for tuning in, and uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, let's keep off though as always by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way um we've done a couple of interesting shows yesterday we had a good talk uh, with Emmanuel Petit as well if you haven't already watched that interview and we'll be live again this morning at 9 30 uh today so make sure you join myself Bailey and Chris uh articles that went out from myself yesterday a piece on Meza Urza, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a second uh Marcus Rashford and whether or not Arsenal should be looking to bring him in based upon a chat I did with Josh Williams on the Analyzing Arsenal show and a piece specifically on Vitinha uh, at Porto and why Edu should be looking out for him over this international break. However, our first story uh, is that Bakaya Saka has unfortunately uh, tested positive while away with the England squad. He will therefore miss 
the games against Switzerland and the Ivory Coast. Uh, fingers crossed, though, because of how early uh, it's been caught, he should be available for uh, the game against Crystal Palace on Monday. Fingers crossed. Although that being said, it may be that he starts from the bench. It depends how badly he reacts to the virus. Um, but we wish him the absolute best and hope he returns swiftly and quickly. I suppose if it was ever going to happen, there wasn't really a, a better time for it to happen during the international break. So that is the silver lining uh, of a poor situation. But we wish you the best, Saka. Speaking of positives, though, Martinelli made his debut for the Brazilian senior national side yesterday in their 4-0 win over Chile. Uh, a couple of penalties that Coutinho and Neymar put away. Richarlison got on the score sheet as well. Uh, and I mean, Martinelli was only on for like the last 10, 15 minutes or so. And Richarlison's guy actually thought maybe Richarlison was going to square it to Martinelli in that moment, but he chose not to. For whatever reason, you know, Richarlison's a selfish guy. <laughs> he wants to score and he scored very, very well. Bruno Guimaraes should also see getting in the team as well. But Martinelli getting his debut for the senior team, massive moment for him. And it will certainly boost his confidence for the end of the season run. Uh, William Saliba was speaking to my good friend Ben from the Marseille View who does uh, our update show and will be joined by Ben next week. He let me know that a number of kind of in the nose around the, the France side of things, a lot of the, the kind of outspoken people on social media surrounding the French national team. The feeling is that William Saliba could actually start the game against the Ivory Coast um, tonight. Uh, France will be playing tonight and there's a feeling that supposedly Saliba will start this game. So if you're able to find any way of watching the game and you want to watch Saliba play for the national team, tonight could be the opportunity to do that. So uh, we look forward very much so to seeing if that does indeed take place. Moving on to one of the biggest stories of yesterday, Meza Ozil, uh, former Arsenal attacking midfielder we all, all know very much about, was excluded from the Fenerbahce squad. Uh, my colleagues at Football.London reporting that this was because of a verbal altercation uh, with the interim manager. What was actually said and what's gone down, we don't know the details of, but uh, it, certainly, um, it certainly did kind of show up massively so uh, on social media yesterday. A lot of people were discussing this and a lot of people were concerned um, that this would spark another huge Urzel debate. It did in some senses. But I think that Arsenal, on the most part, and the Arsenal social feeds have kind of moved on at this point. And, you know, we've moved on from this Ozil. Um, what's the right word? I don't want to use the word controversy because it's not. Saga? Saga's a good word. Probably saga. So there you go. Um, apparently there's some issues with the comment section. Uh, that's nothing to do with me. Uh, that'll be to do with YouTube. Hopefully that sorts itself out, though, very, very soon. You may just have to refresh and hopefully it'll let you leave some more comments but it is strange that it's not letting you comment all of a sudden hopefully it sorts itself out very soon because the q a section will be pretty darn quiet if it doesn't um scrolling down to our next main story uh brooke norton cuffy uh has had some very nice words said about him by michael appleton who is the lincoln city manager basically saying that he'd be very shocked if he wasn't playing in arsenal's first team very soon so that's obviously what we want to hear for a player of his uh, quality, he said, uh, I don't want Arsenal ringing me up and saying, what have you said that for? But I've been saying it behind the scenes. I think he will play for Arsenal's first team on a regular basis. It might not be for a couple of years, but it's definitely going to happen. He'll hopefully continue his progression over the next few games. There's one or two things that I think I can help him with. But by the time he goes back to Arsenal, he'll be much better 
So that is really positive. Um, comment section's working now, apparently. A couple of them are coming through finally. So keep trying to push your comments through. YouTube seems to be gradually getting them through, it seems. Um, moving forwards to our next story. And there's actually quite a few stories today. Uh, Roko Simic, who is a very exciting young forward currently playing for uh, Red Bull Salzburg's feeder team FC Liefering, 18-year-old striker, already a Croatian under-21 international, has already scored six goals in six games for the Croatian under-21 side. And this season so far has got 12 goals in 16 games for Liefering and five goals in seven games in UEFA Youth League, 17 goals in 26 matches overall. He's being linked with a move to Arsenal, six-foot three striker uh much more physical uh a really interesting kind of player in terms of what he could bring to arsenal uh, of a different kind of style i know that arsenal will be pushing ahead for some bigger and you know more prolific and more senior strikers and we're going to talk about that in a second but Simic is another player being touted as a possible interest of arsenal i just long for the day in which i can finally wear my red bull salzburg shirt on a transfer show because we've signed someone from there it's going to happen. One day it will happen. We will bring someone from we will bring someone in from Salzburg. It may take a while, but Simic is the most recent player to be linked. One to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, our, I was going to say, I think it's. I think we've got a few more stories still to go. It shows you how busy it's been. But Philippe Coutinho uh, has again been brought up as a link to the Gunners, uh, unsurprisingly. So he's doing very well at Aston Villa since arriving on loan from Barcelona. Um, there will be discussions in the summer. I imagine that Aston Villa will try and sign him on a permanent deal in the summer from Barca. And Barca will be very open to letting him leave for a significant fee. And they'll be very happy that he's doing very well because it means they'll be able to get a good amount of money for him. But what I would say is that I'm not sure Arsenal need to go for Coutinho, despite him doing still very well in the Premier League. The age profile doesn't really fit what Arsenal were looking to do. And we've got, you know, players who are wide playmakers anyway in Smith-Rowe. And of course, we've got uh, Martinelli playing on the left. And there's even talk that maybe we go for another wide forward. So I'm not sure that Coutinho is the right player. But uh, these links are always going to crop up. It's just the way the world works. And our penultimate story of the day is that a report from Portugal came out saying Arsenal are putting the first stepping stones in place to sign Darwin Nunez. He appears to be very much accelerating towards the top of Arsenal's list of potential striker targets. It's unsurprising that Nunez is at the top because if you consider the fact that we wanted Dusan Vlaovic, a very exciting, young, physical, tall forward, scoring plenty of goals in Serie A for Fiorentina at the time, Nunez kind of fulfills some similar uh, aspects, the age, the profile, the, the aura about him being probably one of the next big strikers moving forwards. So Nunez is uh, a player that seems to be very much on Arsenal's radar. But that is reports that come from record in Portugal, claiming that the first kind of steps are being taken to complete a move. It's always that the international break throws up these kinds of stories, as you can imagine, because there's no current football going on in the club scene. Um, so we'll see. But I like the story. I like the fact that Arsenal seems to be very much interested in Nunez as one of their key options. I like his physicality. And of course, the closer that we get to the end of the season and into the transfer window, we will be doing a dedicated transfer breakdown on him. I know that a lot of you will want it. I do want to prefer to wait until the end of the season and then really get into the, the nuts and bolts of how good Nunez has been across the whole of 21 
22. So don't you worry, but we will be doing a specific breakdown on him. And our headline story of the day is that news of Paul Pogba's unrest and instability and uncertainty at Manchester United has led to possible calls for Arsenal to progress with a deal to sign Paul Pogba on a free transfer. Would I take Paul Pogba at Arsenal? I think it would be hilariously brilliant uh, to see it happen. I know that my colleague Bailey is a very, very, very big fan of Paul Pogba. Seeing him play in the same midfield as Thomas Partey, that would be a very, very interesting one. And I think, as Manu says, I think it's poll time. I think this is going to be the question of the day for today's show. So let's get that into the chat box. Would you take Paul Pogba on a free transfer uh, and we'll get your votes on that in the chat box <laughs> that's going to be an interesting poll for today's show so make sure you put your vote on that uh, and make sure you also after you've voted you're pressing the like button really would appreciate the support but i'm going to go with yes i would have paul pogba um i i would <laughs> take him um i think that he's quality player i think that you know he needs a refresh i think he needs a new environment and you know he would be motivated at arsenal to to get where he needs to go but the money is the issue and i think that is certainly going to be one uh, of the aspects that people struggle with and maybe his age is 29 years of age now uh, he turns 30 in a year's time. He just turned 29 uh, in March of this year. So you're still going to get some solid performances out him for the next three or four years. And it's a free deal. Um, but the wages would obviously be the big, big stumbling block for Arsenal. Let's go to your questions in the chat box. Keep voting on the poll. Keep dropping a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. But let's get to those questions. Okay, what are we saying? Seems that the chat box is working absolutely fine now. So that's solid. Uh, Stevie says, hi, Tom. Do you see Smithrow possibly playing in Xhaka's position? Just a thought. Uh, it's not a bad question because if you consider Xhaka's playing in kind of this more forward-thinking th forward role, Smithrow could. He has done it before. We think of the Burnley game. It didn't really work out in that fixture. Has worked in other games. We also did it, I think, uh, in the Burley fixture away from home, if memory serves me right, and in the Liverpool game at home in the uh, Carabao Cup semi-final, we did it too because we didn't have Partey and Xhaka. So we just had Lekonga at the base of the midfield three. I think that it's a position that's probably not as well suited to Smithrow as maybe a lot of people do. I like Smithrow on the left-hand side. I think it works more. So not for me. Uh, Axel says, I was so sad for missing the Arsenal Way show yesterday and cannot find it anywhere. Uh, will it be made public? Oh, okay. So, yeah, we had an issue. Basically, what happens on YouTube is sometimes you get these silly spam accounts come up on the chat box. And in trying to delete uh, said comments, it highlighted it and we had to pull the, the video down. But we'll probably revisit that video and do another one because we were under a lot of time pressure anyway to do that show. And I want to kind of do that in a better form. So we will redo that. So don't worry, Axel. You'll be able to... You'll be able to catch that, I'm sure, at some point very, very soon. Um, scrolling down, uh, Jay Dine says, why do us fans always worry about wages? I definitely don't mind, especially if you're getting a player on a free transfer. I mean, doing a quick bit of calculation, say if he's on £400,000 a week, uh, 400000 times by 52, that's £20 million a year. Uh, on a three-year deal, you're looking at £60 million. So, I mean, you can understand why maybe some people have 
their <laughs> reservations. Suddenly the money starts to add up very, very quickly. Uh, Austin says, Arteta has done a good job of getting rid of prima donnas in the dressing room and troublemakers. Why bring in Pogba? Is Pogba really a troublemaker? You'd have to show me the evidence of where he's been a troublemaker because I'm not sure that he is that much of a troublemaker. And I think there's maybe this kind of stigma around Pogba that isn't fair. Uh, so, but I might be wrong, but you'd have to tell me where those issues have stemmed from because I don't necessarily think there's been too many issues besides like when it was Mourinho and it was Mourinho. So, you know, uh, Mark, if we want to spend big on one or two strikers, centre mid, possibly centre back or right back in the summer, where can we make funds available from player sales? Who is worth a decent amount that we could actually sell? Well, we're going to get 25 million or so from Genduzi and Terreira moving on. But Leno, you're going to get a decent fee from. Hector Bellerin, you might get an OK fee from. We should get something from Reese Nelson and Ainsley Maitland-Niles as well. Uh, Mohamed El Nani and Lacazette's wages going off are also going to be positive, as is Eddie and Ketia's. You might get a few million quid for Pablo Marie. Mavropanos, you're not going to get much for because he's only going for about 3 million euros at this point. Rob Holding is a question mark. Nicolas Pepe is a question mark. Granit Xhaka remains a question mark. So there are opportunities for Arsenal to get some money into the club. And they will get some money into the club this summer, but certainly not as much as maybe they wanted to or should have got, I should say, on certain players. Omar says, wages can be managed. He won't be making more than £10 million a year. And that for Pogba as a fee is pretty good. Then we can sell at a profit. I mean, he will be making more than £10 million a year. Because 400k a week is 20 million a year. So uh, he will be making more than that. Um, so more, double that, in fact. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Shreya says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Llorente? I'm assuming you mean Marcus Llorente, unless you're talking about Diego Llorente at Leeds, but I imagine you mean Marcus Llorente. I like Marcus Llorente a lot. In terms of Gerard Moreno, I'm not sure I would go for him because, again, his age profile is slightly too high for the striker position. We need to invest in youth in terms of the striker. Midfield, I'm less as concerned about investing in someone really young. I don't mind investing someone in, say, a Pogba age for the midfield. I think midfielders can go for longer. But the striker position, I'm looking at a younger age profile. Savic says, if we consider Nunez uh, to be a, a lock, who would you feel is the ideal for the second forward? Jonathan David. Uh, or Cody Gakpo as the other two that I would go for. Manu says, with your new job, your time is limited. And what is your favorite competition to watch aside from the Prem? For me, it's Defo, the Era Divisi. Uh, I'd always linger towards uh, La Liga. It's always the league that I've, I've, you know, leaned towards outside of the Premier League and watching Espanyol whenever there's a small chance. I try to do it, but... Uh, it's just not been possible of late. It really, really hasn't. Uh, Carabao says, uh, any news on Charlie Patino? Still recovering from an injury. Hopefully he should be back soon. Um, but, I mean, Miguel Aziz has done well in his stead. Scored the other week. So, but yeah, there's been a bit of an issue with his injury. Uh, I don't know if there's been a setback, but I heard he was pretty close to coming back a couple of weeks ago, and I've not seen him. So, unless there's been a setback, he's still meant to be pretty close to returning to the under-23s. Um, Marcus Comfort says Arsenal way. Was that the one that, that said the headline of Sanchez? Yes, it was. That was, that wasn't the reason why it was pulled down. It's because of a spam comment. But other than that, no, it was uh, nothing to do with Renata Sanchez. He did. Bailey didn't even choose Renata Sanchez. To be fair, uh, Marcus says wages issue. Alba and Özil two who were on huge wages and look what happened. Look, I think that I don't want to stereotype it in the sense that we can't ever pay anyone big wages because if we want to get to the level of being title challengers again, we're going to have to pay players big wages because to get the best players, they would demand more money. Um, so I don't want to 
shoehorn this idea that we never do it again because of Urzan and Aubameyang. What I would say is that you need to be careful about this when you give those contracts. We gave those contracts to Urzan and Aubameyang at a point in their career in which they were regressing into their 30s. That's that's the issue I think that we had. Uh, Adam says, don't you think that with Pogba having admitted to struggle with his mental health, Arteta could make a case for him reducing his wages to be a part? I don't think so. I don't think you can make an argument to reduce wages about related to that someone's mental health. I don't think you can do that, Adam, unfortunately. I say unfortunately. It's not even unfortunately. It's It shouldn't happen anyway. <laughs> like It definitely shouldn't happen at all. You shouldn't have your wages reduced because of mental health. Um, Sarvik says, if we do consider Nunez to be, uh, oh, you've already asked that question. I must have must have gone in twice. Uh, Boss Bubla says, Tom, whom do you uh, think would get uh, a deposition out of uh, the centre backs for Saliba next season, kind of for life? Deposition? Do you mean who who gets replaced? Um, I think of the two, you'd think it would be White because he plays more on the right hand side, but it's more to me going to be a rotation situation. I don't see. Saliba coming in and stealing a place immediately. White's been better than Saliba this season. So I don't think he comes in and takes that spot. Saliba's got a lot of parts of his game that need to be improved and worked on, especially defensively. So, you know, I don't think he takes that spot. I think it would be a case of rotating and giving him time in Europe and in the Cups at first. And then maybe if he's showing and proving himself, he can overtake White. Or we go to a back three or we try and get them in. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Drew says, what do you make of Italy not qualifying for the World Cup? Is Mancini done? Uh, I love it. It's not coming It's not coming to Rome anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Benucci, uh, but it ain't going Rome uh, this uh, this winter. So, uh, unfortunate, I was quite pleased to see Italy not qualify. <laughs> sorry, but I was. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a horrible, horrible man who's a bad loser. And, uh, you know, I'm not bothered by it at all. Is Mancini done? No, I don't think so. I think he's done. I mean, you look, he won the Euros with Italy. Um, I think that he's still got plenty to give. And it was just, I think they just had a bad game at a really bad, bad time. So it didn't really work out for them uh, at all. I'm not sure what it's like seeing kind of the Italian youth coming through. I'm not hearing much about Italy's talent. Um, and you think about players that are moving on. That being said, I mean, you've got like Bastoni and, and obviously he's a fantastic talent coming through the ranks and Manuel Locatelli is still very young as well. Um, there's a forward as well, begins with R, whose name's completely Rasp Rasp or something. Uh, he's meant to be very highly rated as well. But I don't hear as much about their youth as you do say England or Germany or Spain. So who, who knows what the future holds for Italy? Um... Soladine says, your quick review of the Sweden game. I haven't seen it because um, I was watching the Portugal game and then the Italy game. So I didn't I didn't see it. So I can't comment. Uh, let's go to Weedy who says, our top earner is Partey, 200k. Smithrow and Saka on 30. Uh, Smithrow's on more than 30k. I think Smithrow went up close to 100k when he signed his new deal. Uh, Saka though is on 30 at the moment. Do you think we go? I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all. Um, so... Yeah, there you go. I don't know. Uh, Raspadori, thank you guys in the chat box. Tonali is another one, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, when you compare the number of youth players that are impressing to what, say, Germany and Spain and England have got, it's very, very different. Um, and the, the number is very, very different indeed. Um, but yeah. Uh, don't you think we, Richarlison from Everton, says Sinathemba, uh, can be a perfect fit for Arteta's style? I would go for a lot of different players before I picked Richarlison. 
That is for sure. Uh, Johan says, do you think there's a possibility that Saliba signs a new contract? Absolutely. I think there's an opportunity that he signs a new contract. Is it that he then goes on another year loan after signing that deal? Maybe. Um, I think when he talked about his idea, when he said like staying at Marseille wouldn't be the worst thing, you know, and he, he's happy there. Who's to say that that wasn't an indication that a new contract couldn't be agreed and then he has another year on loan? I know people are desperate to see him play for Arsenal. But we are pretty darn good. It's not like last season where we had Rob Holding and Gabriel, the season before that where we had Mustafi. You know, it's very, very different now. And we are in a different state and we'll wait and see. But I would like to see him come back, to be honest. So there you go. Um, in terms of Espanyol, it's not a golden era of players, really. I mean, you keep watching RDT, Araldo Tomas, who was linked to Arsenal. Yeah, it's not really a golden era of players at the moment. Um, Marcus says, rumour has it Tom Cannon is going for a big contract as he is in no way regressing. Keep up the great work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work the same way for YouTube, does it? I mean, I'm pretty close to my 30s, which is a scary thought, but... Uh, yeah, doesn't work that same way. As you see, plenty of uh, aged YouTubers uh, are still going strong. Uh, Manu says, quickly look... Oh, sorry, we've done that one. Uh, Shreya says, how many players do you think we'll need to get uh, with Champions League football? I think you need to get two forwards, possibly a wide forward, depending on if Lacazette goes, depending on if Pepe goes. Uh, a central midfielder, maybe two. Uh, a centre-half, I still think, is an arguable uh, addition. Right back, I'm less convinced by now because I've been impressed by Cedric and I think that Brooke Norton Cuffey coming through is going to be fun. I think that's going to be a, you know, there's a potential for a whole Trent Alexander-Arnold style situation. I'm also tempted to write a piece on that today, so that's an idea. Um, but yeah, I think that maybe Brooke Norton Cuffey is the way in which Arsenal need to move forwards. Uh, Drew says, is that lack of knowledge of Italy's youth due to them being homesick and not leaving Serie A to explore different leagues and expand their skill set? I'd say yes, but English players don't tend to leave England. You look at the summer when we played at the Euro, Drew Bellingham didn't really play. The only one that really did play that was playing abroad was Kieran Trippier, uh, Atletico Madrid, who's now returned to England, of course. Jaden Sancho is now in, playing in England too. So, no. And, I mean, Italy also got to the final of the Euros and won it against England. So, I don't think it's necessarily that reason. And, I mean, if you look at the team that won the World Cup in 2006, how many of that team played outside of Italy? I'd, I'd be willing to put my head out there and say I don't think any of them played outside of Italy when you think back to that team. So, it's not always been a hindrance. Is it going to be a hindrance in the future? Maybe. I think Spain have benefited a lot from that. I mean, you think about uh, David Silva. You think about Fernando Torres when they won the World Cup in 2010. Um, you think about Cesc Fabregas, of course. They've had plenty of players go out. Germany, too. have had plenty of players in the past play outside of Germany and, and do really well. You think of their squad at the moment, Robin Gersens. Uh, playing in Italy, uh, previously of Atalanta. I think he's moved to Inter Milan now. Uh, you think of Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, who've moved outside of Germany as well. Julian Draxler, of course, went to France famously. So Michael Ballack uh, of the old teams moved out as well. There's been plenty that have moved out from those sides and they've been successful. Uh, you look at the South American teams and their success and very rare. Brazil are pretty much known for being one of the sides that like to call up a lot of players from Brazil but still their best players play in Europe. And uh, it's not always going to be, you know, it's not always going to be different. Um, do I think that AFTV has changed and improved, says Moaz? Um, yes, I think there's been an effort made to change AFTV. Um, so, yeah, I think there's been an effort. I mean, you look at the difference between what the content is now 
and what it was before. I think certainly there's been a big, and that's, you know, a credit to people like James, who I have on the channel, and and Dan Potts, who I really like, um, and of course, our, our long-term uh, guest judges, like, you know, people like that have, have definitely improved the channel. So yes, I do. Um, Axel says, since there, uh, where there's no show yesterday, what is your dream transfer window for me? It's Singo, Gallagher, Nunez, Ozymen, Schick, or Broha, one of those four, and Nkunku. Nkunku is a great shout. Uh, for me, I think I said Patrick Schick, a striker, although Nunez is pretty darn close now. I'm really impressed with him. Uh, Cody Gakpo, Fabian Ruiz, Tielemans as two central midfielders to come in. I don't look towards centre-back and right-back as much because I like the fact that Saliba could come back. I like the fact that we've got Ballard and Rekic that have also impressed. They could come through. Uh, and, you know, the Norton Cuffey at right back, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea at all. Um, Marcus says, Sanchez or Pogba, do you sign? And I wonder if Bailey goes for Pogba uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, actually, it's an interesting question for Bailey because I think he'd be quite torn between the two. Who knows? Um, thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. I really appreciate you always uh, making this a part of your daily routine. I'm not sure whether or not Saturday or Sunday I'm going to take a day. I think Sunday I'm probably going to take the day. Um, I'm trying to take one day off a week at the moment on the 8 a.m. just to, you know, just for the benefit of having a rest. And I've got a weekend off this week. So there should be a show tomorrow, um, 8 a.m. tomorrow. I'll make sure to do a show for you guys. But on Sunday, there probably won't be. But Saturday, 8 a.m., there'll be a show. I'm also going to do a members podcast because there's no game. So look out in the Discord server members for that. I'm going to try and get a few people on. I might do a split show with like three or four in one half and three or four in the other half, depending on how much interest there is on a certain day, maybe Monday or Tuesday. So do look out for that as well. I'll make sure to leave details as soon as feasibly possible. But thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Absolute pleasure to join you, as it always is. Do join us on the Arsenal Way in just over an hour's time. Link in the description as per. Drop a like before you leave. Really helps me out. And leave a comment if you're watching on Playback and let me know your thoughts on anything we've done. In regards to the poll, because I nearly almost forgot, uh, 67, 66, 65 was very close. It's changing all the time. 66%, it seems, would say yes to Paul Pogba. And 34 would say no. It's just dipped slightly, but it's going back between 65 and 66. That's really interesting that more people would say yes. I thought it was going to be a lot more split than that. Um, interesting. 65, yes. 35, no, in the poll. Very, very interesting indeed. Uh, absolutely. Um, we'll see you again very, very soon. Have a great day and enjoy your Friday. As always, up the Arsenal. Wait. Also, do go and check out the show I did yesterday of Harry Simu on the Canton Simu show. It should be going up on audio platforms as well. Sorry that I made you jump, <laughs> but do go check out um, the show I did with Harry yesterday as well. Apologies. Nearly forgot that, but there you go. Mind is like a sieve today. Have a great day, people. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. <laughs>